What's up? What's up, everybody? How are you doing? This is your boy, T.W. Suggs, sending you all types of mad love and dope vibes. And guess what? You are tuned into the Tommy Talk Show. Yes, you are in the right place. You are at the right time. Do not touch that dial. We have an amazing show for you all today that you do not want to miss. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Um, Today, we will be discussing... So you want to write a book, tips and strategies for first time authors, tips and strategies for first time authors. I felt it was so important for us to have this conversation because um, after I released my book, Running Through the Rain, uh, my stories, reflections and kind reminders back in 2022, I believe it was 2021, 2022, um, a lot of people reached out to me and they were like, hey, um, I've always wanted to write a book. I don't know where to get started. Or I've been working on this book for the last five, seven years of my life. And I just need to get it out of the ditch to start writing again. And so I said, you know what? I hear you all. So how about this? Let's pull together a show where we uh, provide you with some perspective from someone who just completed a book um, and we'll pull him on soon. And we also, we're also going to have perspective from somebody who was absolutely amazing, who helped me with my own journey, um, who has all, who knows all the ins and outs about editing and publishing. Um, He's worked with some big wigs here and there. And um, I want to give you also that, um, that industry insight, industry perspective as well um, that I think that will help you all. So anybody who is a first time um, author or who is a, who or who is an inspiring first time author, uh, this show is for you. Or if you know someone who's trying to write a book for them, this. All right. So before we start, you know how we always dive in with a community question. So I asked you all on Instagram and Facebook. And for those of you who are not following me just yet, you can follow me at TW Suggs. That last name is spelled S-U-G-G-S. That's my handle on Instagram. It's my handle on Facebook. You can also type in, uh, uh, visit the website at www.twsuggs.com and um, also get this information too. But I asked you all the community question. I said, what is your favorite show on Netflix? What is your favorite show on Netflix? So I had Kyle Ian uh, 30 on Instagram said, he said the Upshaws. The Upshaws is a great, great show. I've seen a few episodes. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, then we have Emily uh, Wiggins Cossum, uh, my sis, who says New Amsterdam. So I have been hearing so much about New Amsterdam that I'm like, okay, I got to dive in. I got to see what this show is all about. So uh, so I will be watching New Amsterdam. I'm adding it to my watch list. And uh, I have Miss Gaskins who said anything with action. That's my type of girl. That's what I'm talking about. I'm so I am all anime, action, sci-fi. Um, so anything that fits in, um, fits in there. Something that I've been watching a lot lately is I've been trying to catch up on a Mission Impossible. So I went back to Mission Impossible One because um, I watched uh, the newest one. I don't know which is it, Mission Impossible 12 or something. I don't know. They have a lot of them out. So uh, I just saw the newest one come out and I said, let me go back to the beginning so I can, you know, get reacclimated with the storyline and everything else like that. Uh, Pelzo, what are you watching on Netflix, man? Mm, whatever's on there. <laughs> 
He wasn't ready for that question. He wasn't. Right he wasn't. <laughs> like, <hit> <laughs> I could dig it. I could dig it. Ah, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But Netflix is definitely a, a a great opportunity to even get a hold of some 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 really dope documentaries. You know, um, so I've been checking out it as well. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back after this quick commercial break, and we will be speaking with Jesse White. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, 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 we are here on the Tommy Talk Show. And like I just mentioned, our show today is about, so you want to write a book, some tips and strategies for first time authors. And with me, I have Jesse Winter. Yes, sir. Jesse Winter is the founder of Duo Storytelling, which is a company that helps authors tell the stories they were meant to tell. Jesse served as an editor for an academic journal and a freelancer who worked on Amazon and and USA Today bestsellers. He learned the ins and the outs of the publishing world when not deciding where commas go and wrangling editors. Jesse can be found crafting adventures for his next D&D game or running far too many miles and questionable weather. <laughs> Jesse, welcome to the Tommy Talk Show, my friend. Thanks so much for having me, Tommy. Man, I need to update that bio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, cool, cool, cool. Well, listen, when you update it, send it back to me, man, because we're going to have you on the show again anyway. We're going to have you back on here. So, <laughs> so no love lost. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yes, sir. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm I'm so good. I've been looking forward to this this podcast for a long time. Um, oh wow! I, it's so great to actually get to talk to you after working with you on your book. That was probably over a year ago. At this yes, point, sir. Right? yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, to give you some context, this is the reason why I had to have Jesse on here because when I was going through the process of writing my book, uh, my book, uh, Jesse was um, was my editor, and he navigated me, gave me some super amazing feedback. Back. And just as um, some some food for thought, whenever you're connecting with an editor, make sure that they understand your your um, your perspective, your goals, but also that they have the spirit to help direct you in the right path. Because you didn't it, it, writing a book is a very vulnerable process. So having an editor who is kind, but who was also able to provide some very clear direction and guidance is super important. And Jesse, I have to thank you publicly with all the listeners. Thank you so much for helping me in a very vulnerable uh, season and space in my life when I was writing this book. Thank you, my friend. Oh, I thank you for the opportunity. I, I remember when it came across my desk and I was genuinely just just so excited to get started on it. Your your book. I was rereading. I read about half of it last night again. Oh wow! Um, and and I was just reminded of of how honest and vulnerable you are, like you're talking about. But it's wow. it's also just so uplifting. Um, wow. The the stories that you're telling and and just sharing just honest slices of life. Um, yes, sir. I, I'm so glad that it's done well because it it deserves that audience. Oh, man, Jesse, man, don't have me over here crying, brother. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Um, So, Jesse, real quick, let me ask you a question. We opened up with a community question, which was, um, what is your favorite show or what are you watching on Netflix? So what are you watching on Netflix, man? 
Yeah, well, I, I don't have Netflix anymore, but I did start um, a show on, on HBO Max recently. Okay. Um, and it's called Scavenger's Reign. It's like, it's an adult animation show. Uh, okay. It's kind of a science fantasy show where there's this uh, group of people who get stranded on this really strange alien world um, yeah. where... Uh, and it's just it's just got some really creative world building and the visuals are just really stunning. Um, oh. so that's that's what I'm watching lately. Oh, I am definitely digging in this weekend. Thank you yeah. for that. <laughs> I'm adding that to <laughs> yeah. my list. Thank you, my friend. So listen, how so you so you're the founder of Duo Storytelling. And by the way, I, I, I love what Duo Storytelling stands for. It just feels so person centered and so sincere. How did you even get started? What what led you to wanting to serve authors in this capacity? Yeah, so I, I started, you know, as a freelance editor. I When I was in graduate school, I was working with an academic journal. And then from there, it kind of just ballooned into like, this is something I want to do, you know, for my for my whole life. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I want to help authors in a greater capacity than helping them just just work on journal articles. Yeah. Um, and I just just this passion for for stories just became my career and suddenly i had too much work for me to do on my own and i realized that it i can't do it all myself yeah um, and there are people who are better suited to some of the tasks of getting a book out there and so got a team of people together and now we're able to help other people navigate wow. the kind of crazy difficult world of self-publishing yeah. self-publishing is is more accessible than it's ever been, but it's sometimes hard to find good information. And so created duo storytelling to be kind of a one-stop shop to help people find their way forward. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, and to your point, when you're like the self-publishing uh, journey can be overwhelming. Like there's mm -hmm. so many different schools of thought. There's so many different resources and there's so many people sharing really poor information out there <laughs> like write your book in a day <laughs> and become mm -hmm. a number one bestseller by the weekend you know it's like ah, i don't know i don't know i don't know so jesse let me ask you a question so with all the support that you've been providing with a lot of art uh, um, authors what are some of the common challenges you're noticing first time authors that they're facing yeah so some, one of the, the biggest pieces, it's the first time that they've ever interacted with an editor. And so part of wow. it is just educating people on what that process yeah. uh, is like in the traditional publishing world and how it can work in self-publishing. Um, yeah. the one of the, the things that's difficult about self-publishing is people are often funding the, the creation of the book themselves. And so money is sometimes an obstacle. Um, yeah. And one of, one of the things I'm really passionate about is making publishing accessible to as many people as possible. Okay. Um, and so the first step in the process is, is talking with, with people, giving them an idea of the paths forward and then trying to find a way that works, um, for them to get their book out there. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to be a gatekeeper and that's generally, you know, kind of the way that, that people think of editors, especially in traditional publishing. Um, I'd rather be an enabler, a cheerleader, wow. someone trying to, to make that all happen. Um, so the education is definitely the, the first part. Okay. Um, the other part is, that's sometimes difficult is um, being able to, to take the feedback from an editor. Um, and wow. sometimes it, that is, sometimes it's really tough to give, give feedback if, if a draft really needs, <laughs> really needs some <laughs> love. Um, 
but it's it's about finding that that balance in a relationship with the the person or the team that that you're working with and so that's that's kind of the 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 pain point that i'm, I'm trying to to address with with duo wow wow well listen i can definitely say that and in, in our interaction like you you hit everything you know right on the head you know uh, it definitely was a learning experience for me um, because I had never gone down this path. And one thing that I do want to share um, with our listeners is that um, I, I don't, I want to say it this way, but I also don't want to discourage anybody. Don't underestimate what it takes to write a book, right? Mm-hmm. There is, there, there's some complexity that's there. Um, but if you connect with the right people, it'll definitely help you through the process. And to Jesse's point also, that there um, that there's a financial component to that as well. When you start factoring in getting the ISBN and you're factoring in uh, copywriting and um, the art for the book cover and the back and the spine, et cetera, and also for um, the editor. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. That that's that's excellent. So when in the, in the learning process that you just mentioned, um, what are some of the things that you're finding most people like really not? really not mm-hmm. uh, really struggling with yeah well i mean there's there's different types of editing and so trying mm-hmm. to just get those specific terms lined up is sometimes uh is sometimes difficult um, yeah. but it's an it's an important step because there's you know there's different editing tasks to be done mm-hmm. on a manuscript um so like with yours we started with you know kind of a developmental edit where mm-hmm. you got a bunch of feedback on the structure and 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 how you know you could rearrange the chapters mm-hmm. um and a lot of people when they're coming to an editor they don't they don't think to do that sort of big picture work mm-hmm. um, in my opinion though and, and in the, the opinion of a lot of people that i work with uh, that's probably the most important step yeah um, you, it's okay to have i'm it relatively speaking it's okay to have like occasional bad grammar, misplaced commas and stuff like that. But yeah. people are really trying to connect with with your story, whether that's, you know, nonfiction in a memoir, the the story of your business, or if it's, you know, a traditional novel. Yeah. Um, and you want you want there to be a structure that is familiar and accessible to your reader. And so getting people to to take that first step is is sometimes the hardest part, but it's often the most valuable. Okay. Okay. And that was that was, you know, a learning opportunity for me as well, because when we're going, when we're thinking about um, oh. editing, we're always thinking about grammar and punctuation mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, misspellings. So, can you walk us through the various types of editing or the editing yeah. process? Because I think that that would be really helpful for the uh, for the listeners to hear. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so, there's there's three basic types of editing. So, mm-hmm. there's developmental editing, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you get that, usually you'll have a bunch of comments throughout your, your manuscript. Uh, you'll have, you'll, you'll receive an editorial assessment, which is like a sort of a, a multi-page document summarizing the feedback the, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of the book and, and potential next steps to, to improve it. Um, the focus here isn't on the grammar. It's not on the punctuation. It's not even really on, you know, the structure of sentences. It's, it's about making sure the ideas are organized and clear and put in the right order. So that's that's usually the place to start. And the author will then take that feedback and and run with it. They they can you know discard it if they don't want to. They don't have to follow it. You know sometimes sometimes and this this is important to say sometimes the editor doesn't quite pick up 
on what the book is actually about. Like you, oh. usually you try and have a conversation and, and, and figure that out so you're both on the same page. But if the editor isn't noticing something that you think is really important to book to the book, um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad match. It just means that thing that you want to show up in the book isn't actually showing up like you, you thought yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why you start there. Cause you really got to get your content, uh, the way you want it. Um, so after, after the developmental edit, you would move on to a line edit. Some people also call it a content edit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is closer to traditional editing as people think of it. Okay. So this is, this is the step where you're looking at sentences and trying to smooth out the wording, improve the flow, trying to just make everything jive really well. Mm-hmm. Um, grammar and punctuation might be addressed in this step. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually that's best saved for the end of the process, which is copy editing. And okay. so that's your, your comprehensive review of grammar, punctuation, style. Basically, you just want the thing to look clean, professional, and, and be as consistent as possible. Um, so those are the three steps that I usually go through. Um, okay. And that's, that's what most people do in the self-publishing world, as far as I understand. So. Excellent. Excellent. People noticed that he said that the grammar part, that that comes last. I know we're tempted for, to focus on that first, but there's, there is a process to, uh, to editing and there are different types of editing and each part um, serves a different purpose that helps you in your writing. And if you are in the process of um, working on um, on a book or whatever you're working on and your editor gives you feedback one establish that relationship have that uh, have that communication but also don't um don't read too much into it don't let it you know hurt your heart because the first time i went through the process uh it was with a different editor and the feedback that he gave me i was like i just put the whole book down jesse i said oh no Mm -hmm. (laughs) i said that's enough (laughs) i can't um but then after a couple of months i picked it back up and um and i brought it to you and you know uh the rest is history um so so let me ask you a question. So a lot of times when people are working through their books, et cetera, they may get writer's block. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, is that something that you could speak to? Like, what is writer's block and what are some of the things that may contribute to it? And how can people navigate, you know, when they're having those moments? Yeah. So I think I think writer's block is probably a combination or several different things. I think there's different kinds of writer's block. Mm-hmm. Generally, it's that feeling when you look at the blank page or maybe a page that already has a little bit of writing on it. And you're just like, I don't I don't know what to write. I've set aside this time, but I don't know what the heck I'm doing right now. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, sometimes the the issue is perfectionism. I know that's that's wow. a thing I struggle with. It's wow. just like, um, I have all these, these ideas. I may even have an outline, mm. um, but then going down and actually doing, it, it's like, Oh, this is getting real. <laughs> I have to like, <laughs> have to make this thing happen. Um, and so sometimes it's, it's, it's the fear of, of getting yeah. started. Um, yeah. and, and when that's the case, the, the best thing you can do is, you know, maybe you do like a writing warm up just to like loosen up, or maybe you just force yourself to start writing something. It can just just go in knowing that you're going to have to go back and fix it later. But just once you have like a, a couple sentences or a paragraph or two, then, you know, the, the mind loosens up a little bit yeah. and, you know, you just, you, you're, you're flowing from there, um, yeah. ideally. And so, 
that some so, so sometimes it's it's perfectionism sometimes i think it's um not really feeling connected to the the thing that you have to write wow. um, like you might not have uh you may have set aside time to to do the task at hand but you might not have really set the intention to get it done you wow. might be allowing yourself to be distracted um, yeah and that's that's the one of the tough things about writing is it's a discipline, um, wow. and so it's. <laughs> I, I'm sure you you understand it. it. You sometimes write something where it's like, this is this is not what I want to actually say. <laughs> yes, this, uh, this is just going to be thrown away later. But yep. there's still there's still so much value in in doing it because you said you were going to do it. Um, yeah. So I think those those two mindset shifts are really helpful for writer's block. Yeah. Um, on a on a practical level, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's just, it is good to to just step away um, and refuel those creative reserves inside yeah. you. So, like, go for a walk in a new part of town. Go mm-hmm. go out in nature. Just just something that's gonna spark something new. Maybe yeah. read a book or see a movie that's like outside of you know the typical stuff that you would you would look at. Because um, yeah. you know ideas and inspiration can strike everywhere. Yeah, um, and even if it means you're not writing where you thought you were going to be in your book, um, mm. you can jump into the middle of the book with a new idea, and then you have fire that's that's leading you, leading you forward. So yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of lots of different ways to to tackle it, um, but and none of them are necessarily easy, and it's a real it's a real struggle. Yeah, yeah, um, I definitely experienced writer's block when I was. Uh working on the book i was like what what goes here and how do i frame it but Mm -hmm. to your point you mentioned um how perfection can serve as a barrier like trying to write it out perfectly can really impact productivity and um one of my favorite sayings is um and i got this from stephanie uh fritzel Gritzinger, I can't remember her last, I think I said her last name right. Um, but she says you have to vomit before you can swallow. Mm. Like you have to, sometimes the one of the best practices um, and, and listening or even writing or anything that's dealing with creativity is just get it out. However it comes out, just get it out, get it out on paper, mm. and then you can go through a process where you refine it. Um, you also mentioned... Um, that writing is a discipline. I never mm-hmm. saw it from that perspective. So for, for someone who is not a discipline, who isn't a disciplined writer, mm-hmm. how can we start to develop, you know, uh, that discipline? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's a big thing that Stephen King talks about in his book on writing. He talks about how you just need to set aside time every day, every day. Mm-hmm. And it's a non-negotiable part of your day to just sit yeah. down and write um you know that might not be feasible for everybody's mm-hmm. you know work life or family life whatever um but i i think you do need to just be intentional like this is this is the time for for writing this is the time yeah. for you know communing with my creative self and, mm. and bringing out the things that need to to be there um Another another way you can modify that discipline to be as as productive as possible is if you are feeling inspiration, take that hint and actually start writing in that moment. Wow. Like, if if you have the fire, you you gotta gotta keep it burning. 
Yeah. Um, and, and there will be days where you don't, don't feel like you can get much done. Um, and that's, that's, you know, I, I think that's okay. I think that's a natural part of the creative process. Uh, I think a little bit of agony is involved and I think maybe <laughs> a little bit of agony in the creative process is maybe oh, yes. a good thing. I don't know. Um, at least you appreciate the final piece when it's done, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the, the discipline, I think, you know, you gotta, you gotta make it work for, for your life but really making that commitment to yourself um, mm -hmm. and to your book is, is where it all starts. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, I, I heard um, a, uh, <laughs> I heard somebody, it, you know what, Pelzer, it may have been Kim Burrell. I don't know, but I think I heard somebody say that when you get that inspiration, she said, and you don't have paper near you. She said, write on a piece of toilet paper, write <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on, do, do some notes in your phone, with it, it just write mm -hmm. on a wall, whatever you have to do. Because sometimes that may be the spark that, you know, ignites the entire fire, you know. And if you miss that moment, and I don't know about you, Jesse, but when I miss that, that moment when I know inspiration is kicking in and I miss it, it feels like I missed a million dollar opportunity. And mm -hmm. it just feels so awful sometimes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I, I have, I have a one note notebook that's connected, you know, it's like on the cloud. So it's on my computer, it's in my phone. And so yeah. like, whenever I have an idea, that's like, that's where it ends up. Um, and it's, it is, yeah, it's so painful when you don't have, have those opportunities written down. Um, and I've, I've missed many of them myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to, it's, I don't want to say it's good to know that I'm, that I'm not alone, but it, but it's good to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and it, and it happens when, um, I'm editing a book too, like, especially if okay. I'm doing a developmental edit, like sometimes I'll go for, you know, a walk or a run or a bike ride, you know, something just to get outside. And it's like inspiration strikes then. Um, and, you know, I don't usually have my phone with me. Um, yeah. and so it's like, okay, I really, I got to get home so I can like write this down. <laughs> so I don't forget it. <laughs> so Pulling leaves out of the tree, trying to write on them. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. Okay. Okay. So Jesse, let me ask you this. So for, so, so I have, um, and, and you've shared some super amazing tips and points already. So for, I, I, I'm 100% certain that there is a first time author or aspiring author watching this show. Um, so what are some, some tips that you would give to that person who's, you know, who wants to write a book? Um, again, you share some things already, but does anything else surface for you that you would want to share to encourage them? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, the first piece is don't be afraid of the first draft. Go in knowing mm. that it's going to be your first draft. Mm. Um, there, there are a lot of people that get you know hung up on the perfectionism bit, and so they just never, never get to the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, at the other end of the spectrum, they're the people who crank out the first draft very, very quickly. I envy those people who are that productive with their writing. Yeah. Um, but, but something I see often with with that type of person is they didn't they then don't go back and like reread their first draft and then do some self editing and, uh, and reworking um, because that that's that's arguably where the book actually happens it's wow. not the first draft the first draft is you know something that it's like the the bones on a skeleton you after that have to go in and self edit to like really really flesh out the thing yeah um, and it also makes your editor's life 
a little bit easier too and it'll yeah. save you money <laughs> oh yes <laughs> wow okay excellent 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 so are there any um resources that may that you that you could think of off the top that people may be able to you know leverage to help them um like whether it's like a a brain a brainstorm map or is there a resource that uh that you or resources that you would share with people to help them in their writing yeah so i mean it's it's helpful for readers when they recognize something that's familiar and so there are only there's realistically only so many story structures. Um, like, like if you think of, if you think of something like Ocean's 11, like that's a, you know, the heist story structure. If you think of, um, like Lord of the Rings, that's like the big epic quest to defeat kind of story structure. Um, and so I think doing a little bit of research on some of those, those story structures ahead of time can really help you if you're working on, you know, a novel, um, you can, you can sometimes like blend a couple of them together, but knowing, I'm like, okay, so this is what happens at this point in the story. This is what happens at this point in the story. Yeah. Um, can be really helpful with making sure you have really solid pacing. Um, and the same is sort of true for, for memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it can be really helpful if like there is a sort of journey that you or whoever, whoever's story it is. Um, it, it's helpful if there's a st- a, a journey that is very clearly attached to some sort of structure. Like there's a rising action, falling action, climax, all of, all of that sort of stuff. Um, with, with nonfiction, I especially recommend, um, thinking a little bit about, you know, creating an outline. Like if you're trying to explain something to somebody, Mm -hmm. um, make sure you're starting with the simplest or most important stuff first, and then creating building blocks throughout your book okay. um, to make it easy for your reader to understand um, these the different concepts that you're trying to explain. Um, ultimately, I see all of this as, as storytelling, even nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's, it's ultimately an art more than it is a science. Like it's good to have these structures, but yeah. you know, every book is gonna be different and unique. So yeah. keep all of those things in mind, but then have like a solid idea for your vision of what you want the book to be what do you want your reader to get out of it um and i felt like your book especially did that like it was you it, it seemed like you 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 sold it on the cover when you wanted it to be reflections kind reminders and wow just just honest commentary um so something like that everybody read tommy's book hey <laughs> y'all hear y'all hear that <laughs> <laughs> wow wow jesse thank you so much for that man thank you so listen, uh, we're at our time. Where can people, for, for people who are interested in writing their first um, their first story, where can people reach you? How do they get a hold of dual storytelling? Like, like what, what's the information so people can get connected and, and connect with you about uh, writing their first story? Yeah, so you can just, the, probably the best place is, is my website. So it is duostorytelling.com. Um, you, there's one of those annoying pop-ups that comes up asking you to sign up for the newsletter. Uh, I usually, you know, click the X when I see one of those come up, but I actually think it's really valuable. Um, we have lots of, we, we, we create a bunch of articles to help, uh, new authors, you know, talk about things like story structure or, wow. um, improve their writing, beat writer's blocks. Actually, a lot of the stuff that, that we've been talking about, 
Um, so that can be a, a hugely helpful resource for people. Yeah. Um, it's also a great place to learn more about the editing process. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we also have an Instagram. It's at Duo Storytelling and, and a Facebook also at Duo Storytelling. So nice, mostly inspirational content to just help keep, keep you going because it's, it's a tough world out there when you're trying to write a book. Um, but it's so rewarding when you, when you accomplish it. So it's, That's the truth. we're, we're there to, to support your endeavor. Cause it's, it's really exciting the, the, the creative work that writers are doing these days. Wow. Wow. Jesse, thank you so much, my friend, ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Jesse Winter. Thank you so much. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the Tommy talk show. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is your boy, T.W. Suggs. And uh, as you know, uh, we are here uh, providing resources and information for first-time authors and aspiring authors. And I could not do this without my homie, Ricardo Richard. Welcome, Ricardo. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited. How you feeling, man? You good? I feel good. I feel really blessed. I'm excited. Thank you for being here. And I'm just excited for people to get to know about the story. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Sure. Yes, sir. Now, I see you rocking God of Guns. Can we give a shout out to our homie, Tariq? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Tariq. Yeah. God of Guns. <laughs> yes, sir. So, listen, I'm going to read um, this quick bio um, of Ricardo, and then um, I want to talk more about why it was important for us to have him on the show. All right. So, um, Ricardo Richard is an entrepreneur, artist, author. Uh, producer, director, and so much more. Through the years of 2018 to 2023, he created the series Hurt People, Hurt People, and the Bitter and Broken Web series. Most recently, he released his first book, Heal People, Heal People. Congratulations, <laughs> Ricardo. Thank you. Thank Man, you. you are beaming, yo. Thank you. Thank you. It's all guys. Yes, all sir. God. Listen, yes, sir. I'm just a vessel, so I'm excited. Yes, sir. So let me ask you a question before we hop into the story. I've been Mm -hmm. asking the community question to everybody. Mm -hmm. What are you watching on Netflix? Uh, I haven't been watching Netflix, but when I was watching Netflix, I was watching All American. Okay, the football jump? Yeah, I was watching. I stopped at like early season four because when the pandemic happened, I really dived into it. Yeah. I know Brandy's my favorite single, so her movie's coming out soon, so I'll probably be checking that out on Netflix soon. Hey, I know that's right. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So um, it seems like, so you you did a a movie, Mm -hmm. um, Hurt People, Hurt People, and then you came out with the book, Mm -hmm. Heal People, Heal People. Mm -hmm. So... Talk to me about that dichotomy that's there. What's I felt like, um, you know, with the Hurt People series, it's somewhat of a continuation. Some of the characters going into the Hill People, Hill People world. Um, I felt like it was time to heal and show okay. people methods on healing. So I know some people that see the book, they might have thought that it was like these steps to becoming healed. So okay. it's actually a novel. Okay. And um talking about characters from the inner city and what they've gone through and some of the methods or tools they use to get to the healing. Got you. Got Mm -hmm. you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. All right. So tell me, tell me about this book. Why, um, why now? Mm -hmm. What, uh, what prompted you? What made you feel like, cause writing a book is not an easy task, right? (laughs) Especially when it's a book that is either about your life or about life in general, Mm -hmm. because you're, 
you have to peel back the layers. Yeah. Right. So um, what made you what made you go through that sacrifice to write this book? Um, I I know it was always my desire to be an author. I remember going into season two of my story, um, into the Hurt People series, and one of the characters was like, Rich, you gotta write the book. And I was like, it's not time yet for the book. Okay. I was just like, once I started, I was like, I wanna do three seasons. Um, but I didn't realize that the last part of the season would be a movie. Okay. Um, a three part movie. But um after the series and the pandemic hit, I definitely felt like it was time to write. So I while everybody, you know, we all were going through and getting mm-hmm. acclimated to our new normal, I decided to write through such a trying time. And okay. this is how the book came about. So I'm really hoping that through this book, man, it will cause really some really serious healing. Some people will begin to really look at um, their trauma and they realize that because the book is called Trauma Heal People, Heal People, the work is in the healing. So you also got to work. You got to partner with God. Okay. So we got to put the work in to get to being the best version of ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Talk to me about the... Um, you spoke about a partnership with God. Mm-hmm. What does... Talk to me more about that. Because I think a lot of people think that, okay, well, um, I I prayed about it and that's it. There's mm-hmm. no work that needs to be done. Right. You know, or um, that it's all, it's all in God's hands and that's it. You yeah. know, but there is work that needs to be done. There is a partnership. Can you talk more about that partnership? I definitely want to say, um, to add on to, and I'll say it to, for anybody else, just do it anyway. Um, when I was writing the book as well as the series, I questioned it the whole time. God, are you am I sure am I supposed to do this? Did you really call me to do this? Am I qualified to do it? And I realized that all the emotions that I felt scared, unqualified, um, I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? I wrote anyway, you know, and um and what I realized is I remember one time I was talking to you, you know, and you was telling me, like, I feel like you were just confirming for me that this is what I was supposed to be doing as far as, I think you said something about my writing was um, led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you said that to me, it just clicked, like, I know, God, that you're in this. You get what I mean? Because I'm not qualified, but you make me qualified. Yeah. Um. So I had to partner with God. I had to set some time aside and um, just dive right in. And yeah. it's so crazy because the characters are like, I don't have any children. So these books and these series that I write that comes out of me, they're like my babies. You get oh, what I mean? Goodness. Oh, yeah. So it's just like this book is really my baby. And it yeah. feels so good when people been online, Um, like the first 50 books like sold out and um people online has just been sharing a picture of it. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel so good because I'm an inner city kid. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with reading and writing growing up. Okay. Um, so it's just really just God just really showing out because it's just like if I I was on hooked on phonics as a kid. So if I would have um allowed my past uh to define who I was, then I would never be here sitting here before you as a published author. So I'm yeah. grateful. And I know it's a lot more to learn, but I'm I'm excited. Like I feel very blessed and I feel grateful for all the people that have come before me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. I think that it's super dope that you mentioned that you were a kid who struggled with writing and reading. Mm-hmm. And the kid, did y'all hear that? The guy who struggled as a kid with reading and writing published a book. <laughs> Look here. Let me tell you, don't underestimate 
what God can do through you, with you, around you, for you. You never know. No matter mm-hmm. what our limitations may be, no matter what we, what we may be feeling about ourselves, there is no limitation to God. And I feel that there may be somebody who has something that they want to put out. It may be a book. It may be a business. It may be a this or that. But you're looking at your limitations. You're looking at what you can't or, you know, uh, the lack of resources, Mm -hmm. the lack of skill, whatever, whatever it is that God is putting your spirit to do, regardless of what you think your limitations are, be obedient and do it. So I just had to. That is so good. And you know what I realized? Like my yes to God was connected to so many other people. Yes. You know, so when I think about the story of Joseph, his yes, and how it blessed not only himself, but his family and so many Mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't do what God was calling him to do, who's to say his family would have survived? Yes, sir. You get me? The famine and all those people. So I realized that it's a kid that's in my city. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. That it might not necessarily be a T.D. Jakes that come from where we come from, but God planted me there. You get what I mean? Um, So I'm, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. So I'm hoping, like I said, that it inspires so many other people and, you know, so yeah. Come on, bro. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, right before we um, started the interview, you said that the book was dedicated Mm -hmm. to, so, who are you? Who is this book for? Who are you dedicated to? Who do you want to read it? I want people who feel neglected, rejected. Um, it's for the teenage mothers. It's for people who just feel like a misfit. Mm. Um, people that just feel ostracized from the world. People that really feel different. Yeah, that's who really the book is for. I believe it's for anyone, and also people, of course who's dealing with trauma and who wants to participate in doing the work towards their healing is for them. I definitely felt growing up like an anomaly. Mm -hmm. I never fit in with nobody. Um, And I used to always feel like I always tried to fit in. Mm -hmm. Always, even to the point when I was younger and I was trying to like, you know, drink and smoke and do stuff. And I just never fit in, you Mm -hmm. know? And now I understand like, okay, God, like, I didn't fit in because I was meant to stand out. Yes, sir. And I just hope that people who are dealing with identity or mm. just struggling with who they are realize that it's okay not to fit in mm. because God is so good that he will align you with people who get you, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe mm-hmm. those people aren't supposed to get with you or aren't aligned to your purpose. Mm-hmm. And like I said, God is good because it might not always be the same people that share your same last name or your Come area on. code. Come on. Um, so... Yeah, like it's for the it's for those people, and um, so I'm grateful. Nobody that I know ever wrote a book or doing mm-hmm. any of this, any of these things. So I just thought, like, nah, like God, I ain't doing it. I was yeah. fearful, but I'm just so grateful to God that I did it anyway because yeah. it really just shows, like, when I step outside of myself and just see all the things, you know, that I'm doing, I'm just like. I don't know. Sometimes I just it doesn't really resonate with mm-hmm. me because I'm just constantly going. Mm-hmm. But I just know it's, it's just God. Mm-hmm. I was reading this morning and um, Acts and it talked about Herod and just how boastful he was yeah. and how it said the angel of the Lord struck him down. Yeah. I'm like, whew, this is heavy. <laughs> you know, and it made me realize that I always have to make sure that I give glory to God, yeah. that people see God in me because yeah. everybody ain't going to go to church. Yes, sir. 
And I remember reading one of the passages about being good is not enough because mm-hmm. no blood wasn't shed for that. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, how many people are going to read this book and get the gospel? Yeah. Um, and see themselves. You know, you have a woman in here. Two of her children were gunned down in the wow. same alleyway. Wow. And um, where now she's trying to pick up the pieces to her life. How okay. do I move forward now? Two of my kids are murdered. Like, was it something I did wrong? Wow. Where's the resources? Everybody's blaming me. I'm a horrible mother. How do yeah. I move forward? So I think that people are going to see themselves in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and at the same time, like I said, God is all in the midst of these characters. So yeah. um, some will get saved from this story, I believe. Some maybe not. Some people will go to therapy. Yeah. Maybe seek, a, um, a, what is it called? A, a work? Uh, uh, I forgot what the term is, but it's like a work coach type of life coach. Life coach. Okay. You get what I mean? So okay. whatever the healing, of course, ideally, I would love people to get saved. Yeah. Um, Healing, but healing, uh, maybe a seed would be implemented. You get yeah. what I mean? Even if a person doesn't literally come to God in this book, but maybe a seed of knowing like, oh, okay, you telling me I can overcome. You telling yeah. me like... I don't have to stay stuck in my my hurt because it could that hurt could also could also could become like an addiction. Yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the things that we also talked about was uh, and 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 y'all, you you all are getting uh something very special here, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that you agreed to do it. Yeah. Are you? Can you read an excerpt? Yes. From your book, okay. please. It's a little heavy. But okay. I've been told I'm a heavy person, so I'm good. <laughs> so this part of the story, um, I believe is in chapter three. Um, Brashear, he's a, a pastor's kid, so he's been struggling with some things. And he's struggling really with his relationship with his father because his father is a pastor who's everything to everybody in the church. But doesn't really like the idea of really being a father to his son, if that makes sense. Okay. It makes sense. You get what I mean? Yes, sir. Not realizing that his ministry is also to his son as well. Mm -hmm. So he, yeah. So it says, God, I am broken beyond repair. So he's crying out to God. Um, I come to you drenched in tears with a pure heart. Jesus, please, I need you, God. I need you to help me understand what's going on. I need you, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to take me because I don't have anyone else to to go to at this point. I promise God, I won't allow my circumstance to take me back to wanting to end my life. Today, those uh, those thoughts begin to invade my mind. God, I wanted to believe it was all a lie and I had proof. I never, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have anyone to turn to but you. Please, God, help me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, out of everything that was, out of every story that you could have read to us, what made you pull that one out? Um, because I think the character, he's broken Mm -hmm. and, um, a lot of the characters are, and I think having relationship, this young man, I think what's interesting is I was talking to my aunt, right? Mm -hmm. And she, we were talking about addiction Mm -hmm. and she talked about how in her lifetime, she had both a mother and a father. Sometimes people who struggle with whatever their addiction is, we may think it's it's always, oh, because the father wasn't there, a mother wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me, listen, my parents were there. Mm -hmm. In this case, from the outside looking in, this young man has everything um, right in front of him. Mm -hmm. But 
from the outside, he has this man of God who's helping people and mm-hmm. people are being saved, mm-hmm. but he's treating his son like crap. And he yeah. can't, uh, he can't understand this amazing man of God that's on a pulpit uh, versus the person he's, he's dealing with on a today to day basis. Yeah. Um, he's struggling with his relationship with God. He's struggling with some things, you know, um, as far as his identity and just, just everything. And, um, so, um, so yeah. So I just realized like with that situation, it, it doesn't always matter. Like, about relationships as far as with their parents like um it does matter we want relationships with our parents but if things aren't healthy or people can't show up in a way um that honors your boundaries Mm -hmm. then it's okay to forgive people um love them from where they are and also just work on your healing because some people stop and i think where he is right now he's allowing the hurt from his father not realizing his father's been inflicted too um and it's, 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 it's stunning his growth. Yeah. You get what I mean? And I think that's why one of the things in the story um, is so big on forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and in the story, you know, well, you know, it'll get there. But he's really going through with his father because it's like, you taught me about God, but you're not really living it. And, wow. you know, you're portraying this in front of everybody, but behind closed doors, like, you really don't want nothing to do with me. You actually hate me, you yeah. know? So... Yeah, it gets really deep, wow. like with them two, with those characters. Yeah. You get what I mean? Even what you were speaking about, um, with the the uh, like the issue that the son is having with himself is also an issue that the father is having with himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And how things are generational, mm-hmm. and how things are cyclical, and how they can continue if we don't take, if we don't partner with God, mm-hmm. if we don't take, if we're not um, active in our in our partnership with the healing journey mm-hmm. how it'll just continue on the cycle down to our children our grandchildren etc so listen we're we have about three more minutes okay um when did your book come out it came out october the first okay october 1st. <laughs> amazon come on <laughs> trauma hill people hill people y'all <laughs> um what's some advice that you would have i'm gonna ask you this question then i want you to tell people where they can find you and where they mm-hmm. can get the book yeah so what's some advice you would give to someone who is for someone who is a first time author or yeah. somebody who is trying to write their first book? You know, what's some advice that you would give to them? Um, I would give them uh, to sit with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes even being still. Mm-hmm. Um, don't rush the process. Mm-hmm. Um because sometimes I struggle with that. Uh, it's okay to write down notes. You yeah. get what I mean? Writing. Sometimes people may dream. Write it down. Mm. Um, make a relationship with your gift. Mm. Um, wow. And I will also say, uh, just um, just make time. Just make time for it. Mm. You get what I mean? Even if. It, there were times where the work was so heavy. Mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, I probably need to write a page a day yeah. because I'm like, God, this is a lot. Yeah. Cause a lot of times when I was writing, I'm like having to push the laptop back. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm like, Whoa, this is heavy. Um, I went through so many different emotions, mm-hmm. uh, writing this book. So I think not comparing mm-hmm. yourself to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think t- just write, you know, like just write 
and go back and do the writing and revising it and all of that. Just get the yeah. thought out. And like I said, maybe today might be a half a um half a, a page. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, there's times, like I said, I wrote you know one page a day. There's times where I wrote plenty of pages a day. You get what I mean? I remember in my when I was writing, writing my season. I wrote like two episodes in a couple of hours, you know, and so it, it varies, but finding your niche and what works for you, I think it's so important. Yeah. Um, and take, like I said, just taking your time with it and, um, yeah. And also, um, prayer, I think is good too. Yeah. Asking God, like, God, what, what, what direction do you want me to go in? Come on. You know, what do you want me to say to these people? Because this book is so much bigger than me. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was, <laughs> I went through a lot of emotions writing this book. And um, I know that even with this book and the series and everything, a lot of people was talking about how it talks about things that a lot of people don't want to talk about. So yeah. I know that um, it's, it's going to be heavy, but it's also, like I said, it's healing um, too. So just start. Yeah. That's what I just say. Just start. Just, yeah. just, just start. Yeah. You know, even if you fear and even if you don't feel like you're equipped, just start. Just just do it. I wow. when I started, I didn't really know how it was going to pan out, but I just I just start. I yeah. just started it. So yeah. Yeah. Just start. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yeah. Just do it, y'all. Just, do just it. start. Just, just start. start. Whatever you're feeling right now, just go ahead and just start. Get a paper, get a pen, mm-hmm. get some paper, and just start. Just start. Ricardo. Where can they find this book, man? So you can find the book, Trauma Healed People Heal People. The work is in the healing, you guys. You got to do the work. Um, you can find it on Amazon uh, and Barnes and Nova's. Uh, you could just type in the search, Trauma Healed People Heal People. Um, so yeah, people have been getting the book. I'm excited. I'm grateful. And um, you guys can find me on Facebook. It's Ricardo Richard, um, R-I-C-A-R-D-O, R-I-C-H-A-R-D, and Instagram, the same name. And please, you guys, before you even read the book, please check out my web series um, and my movie. It's on YouTube, um, Bitter and Broken Web Series. And be on the lookout, too, for my podcast dropping at the top of the year called The Valley. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Ricardo. Thank you so much for being thank a guest you on the so Tommy much. Talk thank Show, you. man. We are proud of you. Keep going. Thank Don't you. stop. Like you said, just go ahead and do it, man. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show today. I hope you found this show very helpful, very resourceful. Um, We provided some tips, some strategies uh, for first time and aspiring writers. We also heard from um, Jesse Winter and we also heard from my guy in the studio, Ricardo Richard, on releasing his first book. And he also shared what his book is about and uh, where you can get it and some uh, some insights for first time authors as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we are a part of P3 Christian Radio. Our shows are edited and they're produced by Keith Pelzer at the Combos Lounge. And we are affiliated with the Culture Talk Show. I'm your boy T.W. Suggs. Find us at www.twsuggs.com. I will talk to you all later. Peace.